Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. You can file this news under not shocking, but extremely notable. President Joe Biden is running for re-election. Now, Biden had always said he intended to run. But after making it official last week, the 2024 presidential election is going to start demanding a lot more of our attention. My guest this week is CNN Chief National Affairs Correspondent Jeff Zeleny. We're going to talk about why a 2020 rematch is more likely than not at this point, even if it's the last thing most voters want. From CNN, this is One Thing. I'm David Rind. Jeff, I feel like we should caveat this conversation a bit at the top. It is still April of 2023, last I checked, far away from 2024. But the presidential race really feels like it's kind of getting off of the ground here because President Joe Biden made it officially official. He's running. That's not too shocking. But how is he framing this re-election bid? Look, it's definitely not shocking, but it does sort of answer a question that's been hanging over really Washington and, you know, in the uh, the halls of Congress, certainly at the White House and among Democrats, is President Biden going to run again? Well, on Tuesday, he did announce that he was going to. Why Tuesday? Well, that happens to be the fourth anniversary of his launch for president back in 2019. Seems like a long time ago, yeah, pre-pandemic. A lifetime ago. A lifetime ago, you're right. And there were so many other Democrats already in the race, but it was on April 25th, 2019, when his campaign released a video, uh, much like a one that was released just this past week, saying that he was jumping in. And what I was really struck by is how similar it is. Hmm. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. And if you watch the video, it started with scenes from January 6th at the Capitol. It also showed a a protester holding a sign outside the Supreme Court about abortion rights. So that fundamentally is what this campaign, he says, is about. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. It's not necessarily about this laundry list of accomplishments. It is about sort of defending democracy Mm -hmm. and freedom. So again, it's uh, sort of struck by how much of a throwback it is. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. What that sort of is shorthand for is trying to protect you again from Donald Trump winning another term. So is the Democratic Party behind him? Are they ready to support the bid? That's one of the striking things. If you look at his approval rating and you kind of talk to your friends and neighbors, you might be like, eh, I'm not (laughs) sure if he should have another term or not. He's 80 years old. But shockingly, the Democratic Party is largely behind him because there's not been an alternative candidate. There's Mm -hmm. been no one really stepping forward of any major consequence saying, I'm going to challenge uh, the president. Yes, a couple small candidates, Marianne Williamson, who ran last time, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the anti-vaccine, anti-government candidate, the son of Bobby Kennedy, he announced in Boston earlier this month. But it really is striking that most Democrats are circling around him because, again, they see him as someone who you know, can maybe do what he did last time, defeat Donald Trump. Is Vice President Kamala Harris going to be the running man again? It would be 
stunning if she ended up not being the running mate. And when you watch this three-minute video that the Biden campaign released, she's in it more than a dozen times. And it was intended to quiet some of the chatter about, oh, maybe he should replace her Mm. and find someone else. Sure, she has a lot of critics, but the reality is it's clear that the White House is going forward with both of these two candidates on the ticket. So, Jeff, let's talk about the Republican side, because there's just a lot more names over on that side to kind of consider. The biggest one, of course, being former President Donald Trump. We know he's running. But for those who have like not been paying super close attention, who else is running against him? There is a former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. My record on abortion is long and clear. As a state legislator, I voted for every pro-life bill that came before me. She was the U.N. ambassador during the Trump administration. She is formally running. I am running for president of the United States because I know that the best of America is ahead of us. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. And then there's several others who are thinking about running. I think we'll have better choices. Better choices. Than my old running mate. In that category, Mike Pence, of course, former President Trump's vice president. It is time for... America to have a change in leadership. South Carolina Senator uh, Tim Scott thinking about running as well. And probably the biggest name just about to get in, but not quite announced yet, is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I'm not, I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. And only two of these Republicans, Donald Trump and Governor DeSantis, uh, actually had cameo appearances in this Biden re-election video. So like you they recognize that, that those are going to be the ones that might last the longest. Exactly. And they use them, uh, the president, President Biden used them to really make the argument about, as he says, extremes in today's politics and shows a picture of Trump and DeSantis. So look, the Republican race is already underway. And you sort of say, is that early? Why is it underway so early? It's actually somewhat late compared to some previous years. Hmm. In some previous campaign years, the debates already started. I always think back. I covered the Obama campaign with Hillary Clinton, and that Obama guy was not a good debater. He got better as the year went on. So that's why we should all watch this unfold very slowly. We do not know how these primary campaigns will end. I really feel like we can't say this enough, Jeff. It's still really, really early. Former President Donald Trump is dealing with a criminal charge in New York City. More indictments could be coming. President Biden's son, Hunter, is under investigation. There's a possible debt ceiling crisis looming in Washington. There's just a lot we don't know. But as of this moment, a rematch of the 2020 election between Trump and Biden seems very possible. How do voters feel about that? Exhausted. That's how voters feel. They're simply across the board, a large majority of Americans who really we don't agree on much, but large majorities of Americans want other candidates. They do want different choices other than a Trump-Biden rematch. But if we had to sort of say right now, or if we had to sort of put our best indication or guess right now, it is looking that a Trump-Biden rematch is very possible. And that is something that the American people, you know, you can hear it when you talk to voters, you can see it in polling, just your sense of things that uh, are there no other choices than an 80-year-old Democrat, a 78-year-old Republican, two white guys still running for the White House. Those are the two leading candidates without question. How was breakfast? It's great. It's always good here. 
So I travel around the country a lot. One of the things we do is talk to voters. The Iowa caucuses are the place where this primary campaign early next year will start. So the caucus season is starting. Uh, Who do you like? I'm a Donald Trump supporter, and I think he's the uh, he's got the experience. So we talked to a lot of Republican voters about what are they looking for, really looking into this exhaustion factor. Are they looking beyond uh, Donald Trump? We like him. The question is, can he win? And of course, there is still a true core of believers, of Trump supporters and fans who want him to run again. But I was struck by the fact that it's very easy to find Republican voters who are ready to turn the page. Is that Trump fatigue? I think part of it is, I think there's a little bit of an exhaustion. I think there's also some people saying, I'm looking to the next generation of leaders. Uh, Nikki Haley has talked about that a lot. But at the same time, there is still a pretty significant part of the Republican base, maybe 30% or so, that is hardcore behind Trump. And remember, that's how he won the primary last time. You don't need a majority. You don't need 51% to win a primary. You can win it by 30% or so. You just need enough people that are immovable on that side and you can advance. For sure. You can advance. So those thoughts sort of came to life as I visited a diner, this West Side Conservative Breakfast Club, where we easily found some voters who are all in for Trump. And so what about Biden? You mentioned the exhaustion factor. Are people exhausted by the idea of another four years of of Biden, even on the Democratic side? I'm not sure if exhausted as much as not necessarily as enthused. They're not jazzed. They're not jazzed. They like his policies. They like I think overall, just the sense of calm that he has brought to the country. And we visited Wisconsin recently. Of course, that is one of the key battleground swing states. President Trump won it in 2016. President Biden won it in 2020. So in 2024, we will be looking to Wisconsin as one of those guys. Would you like to see him run again? I'm on the fence. I'm not sure. Um, I'm concerned about his age, not his brilliance or his competence, but certainly his age. And I don't really know if there's good or better candidates, but it's just who wants, who do you want? Yeah, I think he should probably still run again. But I also would be willing to look at other uh, Democratic candidates as well. And the Democrats we talked to were respectful of President Biden but there was not a clamor for him to run again. So he's likely to run for re-election. Do you think he should? Uh, no. I think when he, uh, when he ran for office last time, it was talked about being, being a one-term thing. And I know and we met Jonathan Clark in central Wisconsin, not far from Madison, Wisconsin. And he remembered a key line, what Joe Biden as a candidate said. Look, I view myself as a bridge, not as anything else. There's an entire generation of leaders you saw stand behind me. They are the future of this country. And I know he didn't commit to that, um, but I think a lot of people that support the party were, were hoping that would be the case, and that was my opinion. I think now, Jonathan Clark was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He was hoping that Bernie Sanders would win the Democratic nomination. Of course, that didn't happen. But he remembered when President Biden talked about being a bridge to the future, about how he would not serve a long time necessarily, but just basically move the country forward. The days of Donald Trump's divisiveness are soon going to be over. And when he's gone, when he's gone, we'll come back. And he also, at the time, talked about Donald Trump. Hmm. He suggested that a defeat in 2020 of Donald Trump would 
turn the page, would allow the country to move forward beyond Donald Trump. So when we think back and listen back to that moment, again, it is striking the degree to which that Donald Trump is still very much active in this campaign, and that explains why Joe Biden is running again. There's more to do. And uh, with regard to age, uh, I can't even say, I guess how old I am, I can't even say the number. It doesn't, it doesn't register with me. But Jeff, are, are voters, are they concerned about Biden's age? Because I know that's it's a pretty standard thing for the media to talk about. It's, it's, it's kind of a fun conversation topic. But do voters actually think that it is a substantial problem for a man this old to be running again for president against potentially another man who's also pretty old as well? Some voters don't think it's a problem, but it comes up in conversation after conversation with supporters and critics alike. Uh, how does he look compared to when you saw him uh, face-to-face at mm-hmm. the theater two years ago? Certainly uh, not as equally as Fry. Certainly you can tell the job has worn him down a little bit, which is where my concern is with him running again. That um, is a standard that thing that is on people's minds because they can see the changes. It's always seeming like we're trying to do a lesser of, you know, two evils. And it would be, in my opinion, it would be lovely if we could have somebody who's not in their 70s and 80s running for president. I do think it's a tough job. He's an 80-year-old man. If he were to win re-election and serve out all of his second term, he would be 86 years old. He's already America's oldest president in history. That, of course, would set a new marker. But interestingly, hours after the president's re-election announcement, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, was asked if he would serve out all of his time. And she said, yes, he would indeed serve out his entire second term. Hmm. An interesting thing going on here, though, that foreshadows debate to come. Republicans, some are already sort of discussing that and Joe Biden's really not running for his whole second term who you're going to elect is Kamala Harris. She will be the president. So you're already hearing the beginning of some negative attack ads and things. She's sort of presenting the specter that she could be president. They are going to hope to use as a rallying cry. So that is why the White House is saying, no, of course, he'll serve out all his four years. uh, But the only thing I can say is that um, one of the things that people are going to find out, they're going to see a race, and they're going to judge whether or not I have it or don't have it. Hmm. It's fascinating stuff. Jeff Selony, thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you. One Thing is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz, Krista Bow, Aaron Mathewson, and me, David Ryan. Matt Dempsey is our production manager. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Sunday. Talk to you then. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.